minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Episode 120. Where are you, TJ? I'm coming to you live from my um, 7-Eleven sponsored car. Uh, I've got my cup of 7-Eleven coffee and it's it's currently 6am on the 2nd. Hey, it's our wedding anniversary officially today for me and Amos. You were in Dalesford, weren't you? Yeah, the whole weekend. We um, we planned this and we were so pumped. We're like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. do so much stuff. Mate, we ended up having three naps, two 10-hour sleeps... This was the first weekend away from Bodie, so we just mm. fucking slept. <laughs> what was it like? What were, like? Did you actually have a really good time? Yeah, it was awesome. We stayed in this like this purpose-built one-bedroom house. You'd never build a fucking one-bedroom mm. house, but these people built it just for people going to Dalesford to you know get away. And I feel like mate, a the purpose, bed was but so- using the word purpose built is sort of like a bit of an advertising bullshit market because everything like a house is purpose built <laughs> no to be but lived the, in the way they like you'd never build if you're building a house why would you only ever put one bedroom and it's like mm. when you go there it, it almost feels like a studio apartment because you can sort of like there's no door to the so, bedroom it's all open you're describing um, a granny flat <laughs> which is, it's, which, it's the size of a granny fine. flat. Hey, it was a fucking romantic granny flat. All right, yeah. but um, I love that. I love the people in their granny flat that's still living with their parents, been doing a bit of the mate. Yeah, got this uh, purpose-built uh, house out the back. No, bro, <laughs> you're in the cubby. <laughs> um, and you live oh, well, home I'm, with I'm sounding, dad. Exactly. I'm sounding a bit sick because um, I've got. Uh, I think what I could only describe is a bit of hay fever, which is uh, slightly annoying. Mate, I always get sick Bree when I go away. Bree says she thinks I'm but sick. I saw you, um, oh, I saw Bree put up a thing about how many steps you've done in the last couple of days. Yeah, mate, it's awesome. Uh, Bree's been like complaining a little bit because she, uh, she's been a trooper, but uh, her feet have been sore. Because, yeah, we've been doing, I think... Today we did close to forty thousand steps. Yesterday we did close to forty thousand steps. It's Holy sort of shit. my um, remember. Remember a while ago, I tried to do a million steps in a month, and after day yeah, three, you got, got injured. You <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is day three for you, and you've now got sick. So, yeah, let's hope it's not. It's it might be that. It's not the same. We're being hanging in parks and stuff, and in the parks, there's um. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, cl- grass clippings and stuff like that. But um, as you can see, I'm so very that's why you've been sick as well. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, mate. I th- I don't know if I'm sick. I think it's purely just the um, the hay fever. So I've got this hack. Um, we and I don't know if we're going to do it this time. But when Amy and I last went away for our honeymoon, we stayed at not for our honeymoon, like an anniversary. We stayed at um, mm. a hotel in the city, and. Fuck yeah. this! The cush, the pillows in this hotel were unbelievable. So we, what we did was, we stole. The, no, we didn't steal them. We looked at the, um, <laughs> the. We took a photo of like the brand and the exact model, and we ordered them while we're there. And so we got two of the exact same pillows, which is what we have on our bed now. But this bed that we're in when we're in Dalesford was fucking outrageous. But what's the hack? 
the hack is that you just found out what the pillows were. Yeah, exactly. No, but when you're away, it's uh, like you take fo- We took a photo. And with Jewel, old mate Lan did this once. He told me that he, um, when he was yeah in Tasmania, he he ordered a bed while he was away. While he was in this bed, yeah. he ordered a bed to get whatever right. the bed was. But fuck, it's good man, advertising for them. We've got this. Um, it's the next bed we're getting. Was the one that we were in over the weekend. It's fucking unbelievable. But you got your bed for free. Through a client, so does that mean you, you're getting rid of the king size bed in the tiny apartment? No, nah, I'll get a couple more years out of it <laughs> because it was free. It's a really is it really like? Do you really think that you? I mean, what was this bed doing that your bed doesn't do? We don't have to mention the bro- your client, obviously, but it was so fucking good. It was like it felt like you were on a cloud. I don't know. It was just it was just the way I think you it was sank, just sank you got into to it. sleep. <laughs> true that might be true so Fuck what me. was the deal like obviously so I don't have a kid I don't have a kid so I've got no idea about this whole like going away from your kid but is it was it magical did you miss him what's the what's the thought process uh it's um we looked at photos of him quite a bit <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing because it's like yeah we 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 loved being able to go away and he was safe so we we weren't worried about it but um uh-huh. he's definitely where did he stay it's it's sh- it shows you how much they do consume your fucking world when you yeah. do get away and I, I didn't even think I was that tired and then it's uh-huh. like it, I realized it's probably compounded over the eight, 16 months that he's been alive that it's like just it's the, I've got this like bank and it's ne- in the negatives of sleep. But so, what's the what's the thought when you come back to it all? Is it have you being able to s- have a bit of time to sleep? Has it made you appreciate it more? As do you think that you're actually from two days of being away, are you going to implement anything differently? Nah, when you get back, especially for my kid, he's he's pretty mad. And um, he's like he's full of energy, is what I mean. And um, I, I, you, we realize how hard it is to look after a baby, or how time-consuming in the moment. Like they just take so much from you, and so yeah, f- fuck. It's even just little things like you feel the anxiety when you're when you're going out and needing to mm. do what you need to do to get yourself ready, but then this kid ready as well. And I, th- I think this is just parenting. Everyone experiences this if they got a kid. But literally when we were getting stuff to go out to go for a coffee, it's like I, I, you're more almost triggered. <laughs> and I think this is like I've seen my mum. She's triggered from having kids, and I can imagine your mum is too. It's like just constantly having to be on to work out, okay, what do I need to do for the baby? And then for me, yeah. and it's like, and then do it all together. You see why <laughs> parents leave. I find it leave. stressful enough just having to uh, work out, like when I'm in charge of navigation, when we're walking with the with the Google Maps, that's enough to sort of <laughs> throw my whole world. <laughs> oh, so, okay, um, so so there's no real good break though. Other than just, just be, other than being asleep. Well, the... I, I felt what it was like to not have a kid for a moment, but then that's not my reality yeah. anymore. So it's, uh, <laughs> I did get back to actually being a, a dad. 
I feel like you're um, really relaxed at the moment because you, you've you fallen into replacing ums with fuck again, which is fine. I'm sure I'm sure um, Danny, a train driver Danny, will love it. And um, but uh, yeah, interesting observation there. You'll notice everyone. There's a slight delay that we um, that we're working with. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting over the next few months. Like uh, it's going to be a different com- different conversation or tone. But um, thanks for getting up early for me while I'm uh, sunburnt in, in London. This is a reasonable time for me. It's like 9 p.m. So it's not too bad. I woke up because of the sleep I've had. I woke up at like um, 4.30 a.m. and I was wide awake. Now that oh, doesn't wow. happen. Yeah. It's not ideal. Oh, I guess it's... it's, it's I've, I've been getting up at 4 too, but I think it's literally just jet lag. But we did... Um, we went to Cambridge... Uh, yesterday, do you know what Cambridge Which is? The is? university. It's the university, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Correct. So we did that. I know fuck all. Like what it makes me realize is how little I know about anything. But um, <laughs> I was proud of myself because um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I like that this is the one thing I took out of Cambridge. We did a few th- activities. They have this thing called punting. Have you heard of punting? No. What is it? A game. It's like um. They're on a boat. They're on like a mahogany boat is what we were on. And then they've got, we had a tour guide and people can not have a tour guide and do it themselves. And they're on the back of the boat and they use a big stick and they push the stick into the a metal or wooden stick. They push it into the water, like into the ground of the water, whatever that's called. <laughs> and they push they push the, um, the boats along. But the great thing is... Um, it's fine when you've got a tour guide, but there was heaps of people who just um, self-hire. So, they just bought, they just oh, no. rent out these things. And they uh, we saw so many near accidents. We saw um, hens parties where they were just off their face. It was uh, quite entertaining. But, um, but yeah, so at, came, at, at Cambridge the, was interesting. At the university, there's, what is there, a big lake? Because I saw that you were eating ice cream. What is this like? Yeah, it's it's huge. I didn't like. There's all these colleges. Where did we go, Bray? What was that college we went to? We, we paid. Oh, we yeah, we paid seven pounds each to go into King's College. Nine pounds each, which was sort of a bit of a waste of money. You go into this nice chapel and stuff like that, but it's university. I can't help but think it's a little bit of a rot. But in saying that, I was there was a part of me which is like I could. I feel like I could get around this. I think I could get sort of into the culture, try and be a bit of a top dog, but you just have to be smart. What, at a university? Yeah, just like... Is that like, what you're saying? You going to feel, a university? Yeah, <laughs> yeah being on a university. I was literally thinking while I was there, I was like, man, it could be funny f- for us to do the daily talk show for a week where we go to like Oxford Cambridge or like go to the US go to Harvard and every single episode we have a new like a different professor on trying to you know Tommy and Josh go to college could be so there's actually accommodation at some of the universities that just every yeah yeah yeah, well there's um yeah there's I don't know I don't know if like general public break a general public stay I don't know but they've got all like different tiers of accommodation for the different students. But the thing that I was most proud of is they had a store which was a fudge store 
and this was the first time that this has ever happened in my life, I ate samples at the fudge store and then I didn't buy the fudge. I feel like I've broken the system. I feel like I've broken the Da Vinci code. Mate, that's what I do every time. Just Are you saying that you feel guilty eating the fudge samples and then so you buy fudge? No, well, I don't even think it's a guilt thing. I think it's just you get excited about the different options that you have and before you know it, you've got 10 kilos. The guy even literally said to me, he he could tell the type of guy I was because he's like, oh, you can actually, if you buy a lot of it, you can just take it home and freeze it. <laughs> like I'm going like to have these huge, huge fucking, like my whole freezer is, I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to tell him that I don't even fucking own a freezer anymore. <laughs> but it would have, um, I could have, I could imagine I could have gone pretty crazy with that. I just got uh, the guy at Seven Eleven tried to upsell me. It was the most annoying thing. It's like five fifty a.m. I'm trying to just buy a coffee, and I take the coffee to the front counter. He says muffin two dollars. I said no, and then he points <laughs> no, Hershey, Hershey Hershey bar only one dollar. No, I don't want what either the f- of them. <laughs> he sounds like a robot. I, he's seriously. It was this- like he was. He was trying to get his quota up for his shift, probably. Yeah. Well, well, there's uh, a um a Shell service station on Heatherton Road in Endeavour Hills made so much money from me when I was uh you know fat nineteen year old just with my license because I couldn't say. I was bad at saying no to things and I was even worse at saying no to food. So they got me with the upsell every fucking time. The amount of little Easter eggs and bullshit that I bought off them because they did the upsell is outrageous. So I I got a bit of inside scoop on, um, you know how I was talking about Woolworths taking away bags? Yeah. Um, So that was a couple... That was like last week. And then at that point, Coles supermarket hadn't removed the bags. And so I heard that Coles got an influx of customers based on Woolworths removing the bags and people being pissed off. And so they wanted bags, so they switched to Coles. And so there was this massive increase in shoppers <laughs> at Coles just because of fucking bags. It's how oh, you've known this. <clears throat> I noticed that even in, in London... I think they're they're meant to be. They don't have um, as many. Uh, what are those bags called? What are what are the bad bags? What are the bad bags? Plastic. Called? The plastic, bags that we're not allowed anymore. <laughs> yeah, plastic. But there's reusable now, right? So there's reusable plastic, and then there's the shitty plastic. They don't have many of the shitty plastic, but what they do have is everything is wrapped like. So whilst you can't check out with the plastic bags as much. Every fucking store wraps their fruit in so much plastic. It's like you can get... You know how we're talking about uh, the Gold Coast. Do you remember what my favorite thing to do? My favorite food is when I'm um, I'm away, when it's hot. Yeah, love a bit of fruit salad. <laughs> Been crazy <laughs> on the fruit salad. I had a bit of pineapple, berries... Like the raspberries are delicious, but anyway, they've got the pla- the um, plastic on everything. So they're saying that they're losing customers because I saw that. Have Woolworths responded now? Um, so Coles have now removed plastic bags, so they're on even playing field. But here's the thing: um, uh, I think it was Coles issued or Woolworths issued like this thing for yesterday, so Sunday in Australia, 
um, but they opened more registers because people were getting so angry about not having the option of plastic bags. And so they opened more registers. I think people need to... And did like this um, discounted bag thing. But I saw this dude write on um, Facebook. He said, Coles and Woolworths plastic bag is a con. Now they make $120 million annual profit selling 15 cent plastic bags that costs 0.001 cent to make. Which is actually fucking crazy. So they're still, even though they've removed it... I also think that he's probably... I think he's probably uh, still thinks the Earth's flat too. Like, I don't, uh, do you think is there a problem <laughs> with the the supermarkets making a little bit of money? Do you, are you do you thinking that it should be price neutral? That whatever they whatever they pay, they should just pass on without any additional cost. That, well, if so, if their incentive is to help the Earth, and they're saying we remove plastic bags, but. Uh, what I what, from what I see, everyone's fucking buying these plastic bags that mm. would kill animals anyway. So it's like they're just profiting now from this, and I'm sure they're doing something right. So I think it's the right move for them to do it. But then th- this the amount of money they're making from it is ridiculous, and so and people are yeah. buying those fucking reusable bags like hundreds of them. Like I saw Craig Harper post up a photo there you know like the calico bags that you can buy these are like mm-hmm. environmentally friendly <laughs> he wrote, put this thing up it was like he had like 20 of them he's like every time I fucking go to the supermarket I forget the bag that I bought last time and I buy another one it's, yeah so well it's that's like, funny I, you say that because I was um, at Tesco here in London just today paid 5p for a bag and then didn't want to um didn't want to chuck it out, but Brie wouldn't hold it. And I was worried that it was going to bulk out my pocket too much and potentially sort of off balance with the amount of walking that I was doing that I was going to, you know, pull a muscle. <laughs> so I ended up having to chuck out after just buying the reusable bag. I had no other options but to chuck it out. Mm. It's. I think that's what's going to happen with these bags from Cole. So. Well, how about this? Oh, no. I reckon this is fun. From episode 200... To celebrate Sandra Sully um, being on the show, let's do a limited edition, the Daily Talk Show, reusable bags. <laughs> actually, and w- our mate James yeah. can actually yeah. have them created. Ah, oh, perfect. See, we've got the, the we've got the whole manufacturing arm sorted, and um, <laughs> we're good to are go. We, are we going to sell them and make money though? Yeah, no, I think that we I don't think there's enough. I don't think we've got enough listeners to really move the needle on that one. But the um Mate, I've had I, I've had I an made, extension of I my made rebrand. I made 1500 bucks selling O-bike t-shirts, so <laughs> that's true. You didn't, you didn't make shit cuz it all went to a charity. But no, that's um, what I mean, made it for I've charity. Added, I've added I've added to my rebrand. Oh no. Yeah, I've um Bray asked me today uh, I it's, was, the, it's the um, yamoka you're wearing, right? <laughs> the yam- What's a yamoka? A little, Ju- a little, you know, the um, Jewish hat. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but you're funny. wearing one. I can see it in the video. <laughs> no, it's. I've just got my headphones on. You might be seeing my my headphones. Ah. Um, but the, um, <laughs> he thinks I had one of those Jewish hats. Breeze art. It's a little bit hard doing the podcast with. Bree asking every couple of minutes what's going on. You just have to listen, <laughs> Breezy. Um, uh, so, uh, Bree said, yes, they did enjoy Dalesford. <laughs> the, um, 
No, the the rebrand involves um, a tinted moisturizer. Are you face moisturizing cream? Yeah, so I got burnt um, yesterday. If you you haven't seen already, I did a post on my Instagram account about it. You'd be able to see by the fact that I'm illuminating right now over um, over video. But um, no, I what is what's BB cream breeze, please? I don't know. It's just good for your skin. It's got sunscreen in it. It's tinted moisturizer. Yeah. Anyway, she said it was tinted moisturizer. I. Yeah, she said it does loads of different things. It's a miracle in a tube. But anyway, I... I mean, um, if she was the spokesperson it, for BB cream, I wouldn't buy shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, she's not selling it that well. But the interesting thing was I put it on and my skin looked great. But it wasn't until I left the house that Bree said, you know, it's just foundation. <laughs> so, before you know it, I was just walking around with foundation. Mate, um, you're going to come back yeah. wearing white mm. pants, European loafers... Um, fucking skin tight turtlenecks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that far off it. Um, something you look else like I heard Lawrence in London. from my office. <laughs> Laura, <laughs> that's a good. It's a very you. You have a go at me for being pretty sort of niche in my humour. The the only person that's getting that joke is Riley, who is also in the office. <laughs> so, but um, I uh, I had one other thing um. In regards to to London, I feel like I'm sort of the uh, the what what do you call it when you're a news person and you're reporting from a different city? What's what's that called? An anchor, correspondent. No, nah, correspondent. Correspondent is, is the word. I've got Bray. I've got Bray yelling out. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got something to report. No chicken salt in London. What do you mean? Um, I've got to say that this delay is really adding a huge amount of suspense. Um, it, they don't have chicken salt. <laughs> it's just I was I, we were hanging out with a friend today who is from Australia, and she moved to London. And she said one of the biggest issues that she finds is she asks for chicken salt, and they have no clue what it is. Okay, here's what you do. Um, I can't yeah. get you chicken salt, but they do have Nando's. In London, so there's peri peri. Will that fucking do? Uh, uh, the the old peri peri salt. It, it might it might be the uh, might do it. But it's interesting. There's a few things in London that just um, miss. You know, you you notice when you're here, they haven't got everything dialed in. Like things like almond milk. You know that I've become a full hipster. So things like their almond milk and stuffs a bit off. And the um, I'm trying to think what else is. What else is weird? But man, I've we've just been doing so many steps. What else is going on in your world? Talk to me, mate. It's um, six twenty-four. It's I've had the the most relaxing weekend, and I've got to go up and change my screaming little baby's nappy pretty soon. After this, fuck. So you're not going straight to work. You've got to actually do shit after this. I actually like it getting up this early. It's um, yeah, it is good. It wakes your brain up when you when you wake up to do a podcast. You you really are awake, <laughs> mate. Do you know what woke me up um, yesterday? Or it was actually two days ago now. I got this uh, email. F- I was sorry. It was a, a voicemail. You you would have you've seen my voicemail set up. So when someone calls my uh, office line, I get an email with their voicemail, and I got a voicemail from this guy saying, "Hey." Uh, I've got an idea for a uh, video project that I'd like you, uh, I'd like to tell you. 
about, uh, can you give me a call back? And he gave me a number. Anyway, I did a Google search of the number and it was a debt collector in uh, at Blackburn. And so, it's so like... So, he's from it would Melbourne, have been, so it's not... Yeah, well, I, I, like my whole thing was, I was like, who is this? Like, what are they wanting? Your you brain straight away when goes into this place, like, what, have I not paid something? What, Like, it felt like, because it was such an amateur call, I was like, I think this guy works for a debt collector and debt collectors, like what you say on the movies and shit, is they'll pretend to be someone else or they'll like to be able to weasel and get on the phone to you and then they'll talk about it. So, I was like freaking out. And so, I ended up uh, calling the number back straight away on my like local SIM here in London. And um, it was just a busy, uh, busy tone. And everything was going through my mind. I was like, fuck, I've worked so hard to have enough like you know saved up the money for the trip and all that sort of thing and some fucking weird bill that I have that I never knew about it's gonna completely undo it all and so I found another number for them for the debt collector and gave them a call and left a voicemail and um, didn't hear anything back so I was still freaking out so I called called that number again it was a nine zero number nine zero numbers I've got a nine zero number. It's like a lot of VoIP numbers, so internet numbers uh, use that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got th- I got through to the guy, and he's you know he said his name. It was like Simon or, or whatever, and um, I didn't say his name straight away because I thought maybe he he gives names so that when you call back, he can reference material and all that sort of thing. And so I just said hi. Uh, my name's Josh. I had a missed call from this number. Uh, I've just looked you up and you're from, you know, Blackburn Debt Collection. Um, he said, oh, hi. Sorry, who are you? And I was like, um, Josh, I'm video production. He goes, oh, video production. Okay. Yes, I've got a video idea. Anyway, so it turns out he he then, he says, oh, can I send you an email? So, he sends me an email and it's the weirdest email with with um, all these like a whole proposal on this video idea that he had which was basically to create DVDs f- to replace product manuals and he did this whole like he yeah he was a bit fucking tweaked and so the guy was what had happened obviously is he had um, he said he'd called about 30 I said like why did you call me he said oh, I've I called sort of 30 different video production agencies I just wanted to get prices and so he's obviously um, gotten the number like you know through Skype or whatever you know yeah. the, these things reset and you reget numbers so anyway all of that freak did out you br- for nothing did you, did you break it to him that uh, DVDs are probably not the best <laughs> thing to be idea. creating no look it Man, it was um, it was long gone. The the email was pretty, and then I was worried because I was like, oh, I had a, a an autoresponder set up with me being away, and what I didn't realize at the time, but my email signature is attached to it, which has my mobile number. I'm like, oh, I'm just giving uh, this guy more details to then harass me later about annoying video he, projects. 
he's um he's actually got a podcast that he's doing right now talking about how this fucking <laughs> asshole found his number through <laughs> looking him up somehow and got back to him. <laughs> man, man, I've been listening to um a bunch of podcasts while I've been away. Um, shout out to EFTM Trevor. Uh, who's a hashtag long-time listener of our podcast. I was listening to um, their podcast on the train up to... Uh, I don't fucking know where Cambridge is. To Cambridge. It was so yeah. much fun. Really good listening to it. And they... I um, I know nothing about cars. Uh, so when they talk about cars, it's hard. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good podcast. And the other one that I've uh, just... All our UK friends have been talking about it. There's one called... Um, uh, the High Low podcast, and it's a by a couple of journo's, and um, they talk about uh, yeah they talk about I think the idea is that they they talk about a a topic that's sort of highbrow and then lowbrow. It's almost sort of what we're doing in some regards, you know, bullshit stuff and then talking about all serious sort of things. I don't mind that, and. Um a quick thank you, Urs and Matthew, for emailing through. Oh yes, um, th- th- thanks, guys. I um, j- more just bef- clearing up some facts for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> on the um, on the way whether you can uh, you can't drive under the influence in the US when you're um, you're doing weed. Is that what you say? Doing weed. Sm- yeah, smoking weed. We were talking about were whether or not you weed? can. You can smoke weed and drive legally in LA where weed is legal. And te- mm. according to Maddie, you can't actually drive yeah, while which under the Which makes complete fucking sense. But um, <laughs> just saying that sounds outrageous. Who knew you can't drive under the influence? Um, before we go, quick disaster that only happened moments ago. Uh, I had a... With my hay fever, I've been blowing my nose constantly... And I got a serviette from uh, one of the cafes that we're at today. It was a brown serviette and I had it in my back pocket. Anyway, I um, blew my nose and uh, and I just had been keeping in the pocket all day. Went to have a shower today, uh, tonight, and um, put the ser- thought about the serviette. I'm like, oh, I'll just chuck it into the, uh, to the toilet and just flush it down. And the toilet sort of got the... Um, Oh, no. Like the blue sort of, uh, uh, you know, like the colouring, you know, how you have the soap where it changes the colour of the water or whatever. So it's yeah, got yeah, that yeah. blue colour. Anyway, I put um, the serviette in and I flushed it and it, the fucker won't, wouldn't go down. And the problem was that it fucking congealed to look like the biggest bog I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I just kept flushing. And the thing was, is I didn't want to put my hand into the blue liquid so it was a bit of a disaster for a good five minutes because i was i had to keep going back because it was a really weak flush but i was freaked out that uh i was going to be caught by the airbnb guy as the big bog up and then i'd have to explain the whole story (laughs) the the problem with traveling is australia we have really fucking good water pressure like for the for the toilet and so it's going to get worse as you go to Europe. Like I, so we were in um, Mykonos and Santorini and we're in Santorini for a Mm -hmm. week and you're on an Island. And I was talking to, and in every toilet, there's a sign saying, do not put toilet paper into the toilet. 
And um, oh, no. And so you're meant to wipe your bum and put it into the bin. And I was speaking to Jules Lund because he was there the same time we just missed each other. When we were, this is actually a couple of years ago <laughs> around this time. And I said to him, mate, how about fucking how you couldn't put toilet paper down the toilet? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, didn't you see all the signs? He just didn't even look at the signs and was putting toilet paper. The thing is that you're on an island and the toilet system there is absolutely horrible. And so they're, they're actually not built for taking the toilet paper. So when you go to Venice tomorrow, it's going to be, yeah. it'll be another. The thing I be, don't oh, understand. Maybe Venice will be right. How can, how can it take my full dump but not take some fucking paper? <laughs> That's what I don't get. <laughs> yeah, I think your your, your stool will um, g- will disappear quicker quicker than toilet paper will. I think that's the whole thing. Is like it'll actually break down. Okay. All right. Well, that's something <laughs> to look forward to. It's um yeah. It's what, what's the time here? It's nine thirty four p.m. here. It's six thirty four a.m. You better go. I'm gonna head off. And um, tomorrow we'll be, uh, I'll be uh, coming live from uh, Venice. You'll be back in your car in um, Melbourne, and uh, just we'll see quickly, how we go. Where are you staying I, in Venice? Yeah, uh, where are we staying in Venice, Bree? Uh, what is it? San Marco. San Marco, San Marco is where we're staying. He's, we're, it's he's staying been, in a hotel, a though. Clusterfuck. Yeah, we're staying in a hotel, so it'll be it'll be interesting. We can use four G internet, but the thing that um, there's a couple of little clusterfucks. They're not that annoying, but Ryanair we're flying with, and we have to um, uh, you need to print out your ticket, and uh, just trying to find a printer before we go. We haven't done it yet. Now flights <laughs> in uh, what uh, like six, uh, we've got to be at the airport in like seven hours, so that's that'll be interesting. And uh, then the other thing too is we paid 70 euros to get a a car to take us to our hotel. And Brie was saying this one's good because it's, uh, it takes you direct to your hotel. And uh, it wasn't until and no one else does. So we like, okay, we'll pay that tiny bit extra. And then it turns out that uh, as soon as we booked, we get an email from them that's an automated email being like, hi, like basically you can't drive cars on the island of Venice. So we'll be dropping you off at this fucking checkpoint anyway, which every other company's <laughs> doing. So we, it's that a classic case of saying, okay, are we going to, are we going to bother like contacting them and having an argument and getting the money back? But I just can't be fucked. So good lesson though. If you're going to Venice, you can't drive. <laughs> it's, it's known as like the water city. Just in case you didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't even know where we're staying. So, it's the thing that this trip's teaching us is how fucking ignorant we are. So, that's that's good fun. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Please send us your emails. Hi at the daily talk Um If you've got any feedback on how we could do these, uh, what you would like to hear with these remote ones, because they're obviously a little bit of a different style, but we want to try and retain the essence of the show without being fucking a bit boring so what do you think what do you think TJ oh it's just fucking internet in Australia is absolutely shit out yeah literally the connection quality uh, 
maybe we can try and fucking maybe you just do it from your office where there's fiber maybe that's we'll we'll work it out anyway it's a we'll uh, daily talk everyone uh, actually before the other thing is while we're talking admin if you've been listening for a while and you haven't rated us on iTunes or through the podcast app on iOS stop being an asshole and give us five stars please because that would be that'd be lovely and and also right. at the same time leave a comment because you can't then go back after you've rated it yeah yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you if you they do reviews and ratings. If you just do a rating, then you can't go back and do the review. So do the review and rating at the same time if you've got something nice to say. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, everyone. Bye.